0: Hey, everybody, it's episode 006 of Just Shut Up and Listen, and we want to thank Carl Ross at Understand Health for being our incredible podcast producer. Today, we want to talk about the three things that Nikki and I see the most in our in our industries. In our industries, as we as we provide the mm-hmm. services in our industries. So why don't you tell the story of what just happened a few minutes ago?
1: Um, so obviously, when Rain and I are preparing for these podcasts, we kind of like go to our own corners and kind of write down things about what, you know, our, our theme or, or, you know, topic for the, the day is going to be. And, um, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to, to uh, deal with what my top three things are that I see. And Raina was doing her top three. And when we came together to like look at them, they're like exactly the same. They're the same. They're the same. It's like almost eerie Yeah. because at the end of the day, they all boil down to the same things, whether Mm -hmm. it's beauty or food or
0: like, it's all comes down to the same. It was a bit mind blowing. Yeah. It's good. So the biggest, so, okay. I'll I'll first, I'll just tell the top three and then, and then we'll, we'll dig into them. Mm -hmm. So the first one that, that we saw, which you've seen in our hashtag is practices over products. So the first one is practices and that for, in, for me, that's with digestion for Nikki that's with skincare. The second one is overuse mm-hmm. for me that's diets for Nikki that's products and the third was inappropriate expectations and again these are just these are us having fear and all these other very human problems that people don't think about when they think of beauty or food mm-hmm. it's because it's not a beauty or a food problem it is because you're a human yeah sorry about that yeah. So so why don't you explain your biggest issue when when it comes to people not uh, not doing practices and instead reaching for more and more products to solve that problem. Um,
1: If any of you had the privilege of watching me do my interpretive dance of what cleansing should look like at the store, it's quite entertaining because, um, I mean, this is just one example of many, but if you're not washing your face properly, don't buy the cleanser. Mm. Because it's like brushing your teeth. If you just jam your toothbrush in your mouth and wiggle it around for a couple of seconds, you didn't clean your teeth. You jammed a toothbrush in your mouth and, and wiggled it around. it around. And cleanser needs time to do the thing that cleanser does. You can't break up makeup and debris and neutralize, you know, free radicals and that in ten seconds. You need to do it for like at least a minute. Mm-hmm and you need to slow down mm-hmm. you need to but the amount of people i call them my rushy washers Rushy-washy. they just throw the throw product on. on their face and then they my throw problem. water on their face yeah. to rinse it they don't even take a face cloth right. and slow down and then they're like i'm getting breakouts my mm-hmm. makeup's still on in the morning there was still makeup on my cotton pad when i used my toner and i'm like that's cuz you didn't wash your face and like that's just one example of of so many it's if you're not going to invest in the practice,
0: mm-hmm. then don't waste the money on the product. Right. I'm making it very simple. Mm-hmm. For me, I applied that one for digestion because one of the top three things that I see is people just having constant digestive issues, but because it's so normal to them, they, they just assume that that's normal. And because people in their family or their friends or everyone else has it, and so it's just not a big deal, but it is a big deal. Um having a a optimally functioning digestive system is really quite freaking important. And the practices around that and the rituals that that we can have in our life to aid our digestive system to function better are really simple. And it's not, that's not something that you have to purchase. It's something that you, that you do. You do.
1: And so, and it's a discipline. It's, it's a discipline and it sucks and it's not fun.
0: And you can't buy it. You can't buy it. But once you put the time in, um, imagine not having that constant digestive mm-hmm. problem all the time. Like yeah. it, it takes so much agony out of your life mm-hmm. to be able to invest in it emotionally and with, with nourishing, pra- grounding practices. Yeah. Instead of just, oh, well, maybe this will fix it. Maybe this will yeah. fix it. And imagine actually having a payoff that works that didn't cost you as much money. In the long run, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or in some cases, with some of the practices we talk about in you know our corner of this is, there are practices that replace products.
0: Mm-hmm. So now you're getting
1: more optimal results by learning your skin synergy and working within the magic of the free stuff your skin does for every day because it's its fucking job. Right. Your skin's doing that because it's its fucking job as a massive organ that's like magnificent. Mm-hmm. And when you get in harmony with that and embrace the practices that work in harmony with it, you just don't need
0: all the products. It becomes more about the practices. Yeah. And and for me, I see more that uh, that it's just about us. Like you just said, when people are washing their face, like you need to slow down. It's the same thing. Like the biggest thing that people can do for their digestive systems is to freaking chew your food. Right. Just chew just your goddamn chew your- food. <laughs> Just chew it. But yeah. we don't because we're so stressed and we're so busy and all blah, blah. Yeah. Just chew your Sit food down and it and makes eat. such a huge yeah. difference. Your don't stomach doesn't eater. have teeth. No. Can't do that for you. Yeah. I
1: used to be a sink eater till I met you. A sink eater. Yeah, I'd stand over the sink and eat.
0: So I'm so- sorry? Yeah,
1: I was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, because the, the sink will catch my crumbs. Okay. So I don't have to do dishes. Great. I can just stand over the sink and shove my food in and I'm done. No cleanup. I was a sink eater. I call it sink eating. And I mean, uh, I see I see the, the value in this. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't. But you didn't chew. I didn't. Well, I didn't break my pace. Right, 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 right. right. Like, that's the practices bit, right? Yeah. Like, if I had taken said food, put it on a plate, mm-hmm. sat down with my food, allowed myself to start salivating and get excited about it, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then allow myself to chew and swallow the food, I probably would have received more nourishment from that food. Mm-hmm. But I did not have time. Mm-hmm. I'm a sink eater. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag sink eating <laughs> T-shirt. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I'm trying to like imagine doing this. Yeah, and I mean, the sink catching your crumbs. Well, that's not really a real thing. No, is it? Like can catch. It was kind of a thing. Yeah. Is this at work?
1: No, because I was before I met <laughs> you. I was notorious for not eating at work at all. Oh, you I didn't have winning. time. Mm, Too busy being a a powerful woman. Yeah, too busy. Yes. I'm like, yes. Yes. If if I'm sitting and eating, I might inconvenience someone that's coming in. Oh, my. Okay. Like. Interesting. My eating when I'm in a place of service is offensive. Okay. Because I'm not allowed to put my needs first. It's all about. It's all about being in service. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's that whole thing with the taking a breath and questioning that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I came from 20 years of mainstream retail. You eat when you're told to eat. Mm-hmm. You hide that water bottle. Right. There was years we weren't even allowed to have the water bottle. But mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to leave the floor okay. until our 15-minute break. So you couldn't even have your drink. So they determined when your they body determined needs determined when yeah. you were yeah. hungry, when you were thirsty. And then, you know, rules started changing a bit. Well, I guess we can let them have their water bottle. and um, But you still have to eat on their their calendar. Yeah. And... Um, that gets ingrained in you. Oh, totally. So then now you, when you, and it's funny because here I am, my business is like over three years old and sometimes I'll be waiting for someone to make a decision for me because I'm so used to someone Mm -hmm. making a decision for me in business that I'll be saying, I wonder if I'm allowed to do that. And then you're like, oh wait. Oh wait. (laughs) I have a pretty good relationship with my boss. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she'll let me do that. It's so weird. (laughs) But it's brainwashing, right? And when you're just in the flow doing your thing, you're like, this is my brain, this won't uh-huh yes and then um you know about a year ago I just went wait a second and I would just pull my lunch out and eat yeah and if someone came
0: in well, of course I'm going to put my fork down and help them yeah So but actually the only the times I've been in the shop when people come in and you're eating they're like oh no no like please like they want you to finish eating because they're like no I'm doing yeah. my thing I'm okay yeah which is so beautiful
1: yeah and that's the interesting part yeah is that's absolutely the opposite of everything i was taught you thought yeah because everything i was taught was that people will be mad yeah yeah. and you're doing you're not there for that Mm -hmm. yeah so now i just help my clients with a whole bunch of kale in my grill and it's like no one seems to care
0: (laughs) yeah whatever it's all good yeah i have green in my teeth because i'm promoting that green foods are good for your skin that's right it has and i'm chewing (laughs) it's irrelevant (laughs) i love making the entrepreneur joke that uh, and sometimes it takes people a minute to catch on, but they always do. And I love making the joke that, well, you know, my boss is kind of a bitch, but mm-hmm. I know we, we figured out. I know. <laughs> we figured out. She's a hard ass. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a no, she's, she's really a hard ass, but once you get to know her, she's pretty great. <laughs> That's so good. So the second common uh, issue that we both saw in our respective industries was overuse. So for me, I'm thinking uh, overuse of supplements as well, like products. And I have I have a blog called Ways to Get Yourself Out of Supplement Addiction because so many people, same as you, with the box of shame, they have the the medicine cabinet, um, in their you know, kitchen or their bathroom with like 30 different supplements in it. They don't even know why they're taking them half the time, because it'll be like, well, I read an article in this magazine that I needed. Vitamin such and such, and they and without thinking, they just run out. They buy it. Um, they don't even know if they need that or why they're taking it. So, so there's this whole yeah, there's this whole thing of this whole process of like, okay, let's really break this down. Like let's let's dive into that. And then, but then I'm also thinking of overuse, just from uh just from like a yo-yo dieting perspective. Like, what's the next trendy diet? What's the next bandwagon I can hop on? And that's, that's an excessive overuse as well because, it, first of all, you're giving away a ton of your energy to things that probably aren't going to help you or they'll just help you short-term and then you'll bounce right back. Um, you're, so you're giving away your power and 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 a ton of your energy to, like, always thinking, okay, this is the thing. Oh, no, this is the thing. Now this is the new thing and this is going to, you know, help me lose the last 20 pounds or whatever it is. And, like, there's never not going to be a new trendy diet. Like, you, you – you either fix it or you don't, but it's never, if you're there, like if you're on that yo-yo dieting bandwagon, you, you, you're going to be there forever because every six months or every year, there's always the new one yeah. and there's always the, I don't even know, like who's a famous female celebrity. I don't even know Yeah, I mean, who like Ka- Kardashian who mm-hmm. like, there's always going to be another Kardashian to tell you what she ate and how she lost weight and, and oh, well I should do what she did. No, that doesn't make any sense for you. Doesn't. So, um, that's that's the that's the thing that I see mm-hmm. for overuse in my industry is mm-hmm. the supplements and the dining. Yeah. And it's just it's a, de- a never-ending vicious cycle. Ends. Really sad to watch. So I want to help people break that. Yeah. And that's again that's towards a perception too because that's all shit you've been told. Yeah. That is going to fix you. Yeah. It's not.
1: Yeah. Um, and I find what's really interesting about this part because yeah with mine too it's the overuse of products too but mm-hmm. um how it integrates with our number threes is mm-hmm. um the inappropriate product selection because of self-diagnosis or so really, right. more specific incorrect self-diagnosis and unrealistic okay. expectations mm-hmm. so um we keep buying more products to deal with a concern That's not correct Mm -hmm. because we incorrectly self-diagnosed and had unrealistic expectations. And since there's so many brands um, coming out saying new and improved version, new and improved version, we just won this award. We're number one. We're number one. But you're not even like managing the proper, like you're in the wrong area entirely and the misunderstanding of what your needs are versus what you're purchasing is creating the number two problem. Right. So they're they're really interwoven. Oh, that's the really extreme cool. use of products mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're all self diagnosing incorrectly and just that unrealistic expectation of what a product can bring because there's no one really regulating what people can say is an expectation. That's so true. And that's so heartbreaking because yeah. People uh, go into these products expecting these more or less miracles. Mm-hmm. When there is no such thing as a pill or a cream that will bring upon a miracle, and uh, but we keep buying them. Yeah,
0: hoping and this is the one. Them. Oh, this is the one. Yeah,
1: yeah. but um, like more specifically with the extreme overuse in uh, like skincare, and makeup, um, from a more. Like, when I'm worried about my clients, it's the layering of things that can be harmful to your skin. right. Or the layering of things that, like, now you've just made them all redundant. Because mixed together, you just made a whole lot of nothing. Or mixed together, that's why you have that new skin concern of inflammation. Because those things don't belong together. Mm -hmm. But you can walk into a beauty store and buy a glycolic and a retinol on the same counter with very little instruction on what you should be doing with those. And people have a lot of misunderstandings about what these things are doing, how they are, how they manage a concern, on a concern they don't even know that they've they've incorrectly diagnosed. Right. Because skin ages. Mm -hmm. Skin goes through different phases when we're pregnant, Mm -hmm. when we're in extreme stress, Mm -hmm. when we're in disease. Right. When we're like all these things are different climates. Like mm-hmm. that's huge. Like one of the things that like pisses me off so much is when someone buys a product because they saw a beauty blogger in Hawaii oh, with God. beautiful glowing right. dewy skin. Like we live like in Kelowna where it's minus 40 and six months later it's plus 40. And we have force fires and, and it's like epic a- pollution. How are you going to yes. get the same result? But she probably lives on mangoes. She everything everything on, in
0: her body is yeah, different.
1: Yeah. Than and yours. Her dewy skin is because she's in a humidex that's yes. different. She's sun kissed from the sun. Like everything that product cannot perform yeah. like that here, period. Yeah. And then what happens? You bring that product home. Two weeks later you give up on it when no right. skincare product's gonna work in two weeks. But right. because insert name brand blank here, mm-hmm. put on the side of their box, mm-hmm. results will be seen in two weeks. Oh wow. We're all expecting that two week quick fix. Yeah throw it in the box of shame under the sink and buy something else. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: No, that's not working. Mm -hmm. And the cycle continues. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. If you don't understand your skin, how it works, what your like actual skin concerns are, what the realistic expectations are, Mm -hmm. you should not be self-serving in a store. You should be going somewhere for a proper skin diagnosis Mm -hmm. and a good talk with someone about realistic, sustainable plans for use of skincare. Maybe somewhere
0: like the green, <gasps> the green Vanity. Yes. Insert ding insert, ding, ding, ding 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 ding. The, the Green Vanity. Dot the green Ca. vanity. Hello. Book your appointment. Welcome to the Green Vanity. Yes.
1: How can we help you? you can book an appointment online. Online. In store. Ding ding. Or ding. online. I'm happy to visit you via Facetime or Skype. And talk Shame about, about a buying shit. <laughs> It's yes like, it's like the thing come that's to the degree maddie and we'll talk you talk out, of you buying, out of buying all buying shit, the shit. <laughs> which is shocking that so many customers come in and they're like i need a this this and a that i'm like do you why, why? <laughs> yeah. And they leave with like a sample and a lecture and they're like what just happened <laughs> so my this, whole world's changed she just did this weird <laughs> interpretive dance on how to wash her skin <laughs> what the fuck just happened but like i have so
0: many clients
1: that kind of the interpretive
0: like, dance like do you squat down a little bit and like, well, I have this booty shuffle I kind of okay, do. Okay, booty shake. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. It's like, it's, I wish I could like capture it on vlog. It's
1: pretty or on a podcast. It's pretty awesome, but you just have to come and see it. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> come and see it. Have to come see it. If you don't know how to wash your face, you will get the interpretive dance. And uh,
0: I love yeah. this. I love this. Is that okay? So is that, is that your that feeling closure about explaining your number two issue? I mean, yeah. obviously we could, we yeah, if we were free range, we could keep talking for yeah. hours. But, no, I feel comfortable to stop there. Okay, so the third one was the inappropriate expectations. Yeah. So for me, again, that's, that is um, the people thinking, I'm not doing nutrition right, or I'm not doing food right, or I'm not doing eating right, and that's like... That's about your confidence, man. That's like, that's not even a food problem. That's that's your human problem. Uh, to, to think that you're not doing it right. Like, like how do you get to that conclusion? How, like, how do you feel that way? Is it because of the pressure from all of these external things telling you how you should be doing it? Because you're not following a certain way. You feel like a failure.
1: Mm-hmm. Or and the results aren't coming fast enough.
0: They're not coming fast enough. And so then, yeah. So, so of course... And because we're so obsessed with, um, we're so obsessed with short-term fixes, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all think that we can just magically do something, and like within whatever days to weeks, we're gonna have a noticeable, uh, visible improvement in something, and that and that that's that's just that's not always realistic. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is. Sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you see that with with certain skin things. As long as we're measuring the expectations within the proper diagnosis right and it's very specific yeah 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 so I mean that's 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 what I hear a ton from people is I don't think I'm doing it right and so then same so same as you having to say to people well why so to be like how like how do you feel that way why and I I still remember the very first um not the the very first client I ever had the very first client where she. We had an, an in-depth conversation about that, which I hadn't done with people on that level before. And when she left after the consult, um, she said, "You changed my pers- my perception on food and nutrition." And I was like, "I've done my job." And that and that was one of the days where I, when I started consulting with people differently and like having different dialogue with them because realizing I don't actually I would. I would prefer to hear her say that than anything else. Yeah. If she had said, I'm going to go home and eat a salad, I would have been like, okay, cool. But because she said, I changed your, I, you changed my perception on nutrition. Then you knew she was that much closer to success. And long-term. Yes. And no more yo-yos and no more. Yeah. So that, that's, I see that a lot. So that's my third. How does that fit in with you? So much, like so much. And, um,
1: when someone has a more, when they have a proper diagnosis, of their skin. Not saying I'm a doctor. If someone has a dermatitis or whatever, I send them to the proper channels to properly diagnose mm-hmm. that. I'm not going to diagnose someone acne if I don't know what their, you know, acne's bacteria is. I mean, there's no way for me to know that. My position in this is everyday woman, and maintaining the health of skin while it's transitioning through mm-hmm. dermatitis crisis and things like that, because it will pass when mm-hmm. you get to the root of it, which is right. why we're holistic. Yeah. Your skin is telling a story. something bigger going on Mm -hmm. if you can keep your skin happy and calm during the process it will come out the other side just fine and it's just holding space for that Um, maintenance in the interim and having that tough conversation of yeah I understand that you're treating your skin care as a beauty problem right now it's actually a first aid problem like that's injured sad skin and we need to deal with that for what it is so please stop picking mm-hmm. because if you had huge stitches from an injury you would not pick at those because right. you didn't want to scar right. so why the fuck are you picking on the blem- blemishes on your face yeah. and then expecting it not to scar totally it's not a beauty inconvenience it's first aid it's, just, it's an organ Treat it appropriately safety,
0: safety first mr safety so never sleeps I mr. know I think never Sleeps. I can
1: tell that you're all am tough now yes I know I just I for me it's um, the two things that fascinate me the most in beauty and things perceived with personal care is the magnificent function of skin mm-hmm. and how um, how much it will do on its own when we treat it in a way that's mindful yeah and how few products we need when we just trust its process Mm -hmm. and work to help fill in its blanks and do the things appropriate for where we are for climate, for protection and things like that. And there's things that come into play too. Obviously people who are going through cancer treatment need more support. Women who are coming through menopause need different support. But if you're focusing on, um, just the beauty portion, you're missing the health and maintenance portion. Mm -hmm. Like for me, when a woman says to me, um, what do you have for aging skin? Mm-hmm. I know they're coming at me with that because visually they want less wrinkles. They okay, want yeah. more density. They want uh, more even skin tone and uh, to have some correction with, you know, sun damage spots and things like that. What I'm experiencing with that is let's keep her dense, her skin dense longer than, So it helps support her immune system longer in life because the denser your skin stays, the better it can protect you from the environment and disease and everything else. So maybe if we shift a little bit away from, oh no, the wrinkles, oh no, the whatever, and be like, okay, how can we keep this skin dense and happy and Mm -hmm. thick so it can continue to protect us into our later years instead of these wrinkles are ugly, these things are happening because... The wrinkles aren't ugly. Mm -hmm. Sorry someone told you that to sell you a cream. Because uh, if you had been born on another continent, you could have been revered. Revered. Absolutely. So it's just, it's all how it's taught to you. And um, changing the mindset on it is so important. But I guess for me, to kind of like close the whole inappropriate um, product selection because of incorrect self-diagnosis and expectation is you can't, Expect a result from a product that's a wrong fit. Mm-hmm. And if you keep going to the same products and expecting a different result, different brand, different whatever, mm-hmm. but it's uh, the, the target market is the same because someone told you pores are not supposed to exist. And now you're obsessing about your pores because yes, yeah, sorry, we all have pores. And now this product says we'll shrink your pores and now you've tried 82 products, and guess what? None of them shrank your pores.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're all in the box of shame. Under your box of shame is now a great archaeological dig of mm-hmm. your emotional stance on
0: your beauty. Right. There's nothing wrong with your pores. Mm hmm. Yeah. The dig. Didn't we talk about archaeological dig? In, yeah. Was that our first podcast? Might have been. We talked about it before.
1: Yeah. There's so many
0: it. times in what you were saying that I wanted to jump in because I'm like, that's relevant to mine. <laughs> but, yeah. but I. I just want you, I wanted you to keep talking, but I, what, what I really liked was when you talked about how amazing our skin function is. And, and I was thinking about the body and that one of the things I value in nutrition is that the body heals the body, not this, not the greens, not the smoothies, not the supplements, not the whatever. Those things are the intervention, mm-hmm. but they're not the, they're not the healers. Your no. body is the healer. Yeah. So same with your skin. Mm-hmm. That's I yeah. love that. It's it's very holistic. It is. Let's look
1: at the root. The root. And it's stop just being stop. mad just at piling your skin. shit on, yeah.
0: thinking, oh I'll just throw this dart, throw yeah. this dart. Maybe something yeah. will stick. Yeah.
1: And some things with discomfort and right. things like that can be managed topically. Again, mm-hmm. climate. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's so many things that can come into play
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they can be managed. And so one of the biggest things I, I talk to my, my clients about is you know, for that measurable expectation is and I don't mind, I'll just pull the dinosaur right into the room. What are your expectations of this product? Right. Because, you know, if they have, you know, X depth of wrinkle and they are expecting a eighty percent improvement on said depth of wrinkle, I'll just send them somewhere for some injections. Yeah. Because that's not even yeah. It's not even. But then of course The difference of depth of wrinkle of a 40-year-old woman versus a 70-year-old woman, too. So what is 70% of depth? Mm -hmm. It's variable to the depth of the wrinkle. Mm -hmm. So if a box says to you, you will experience a 70%... Right. Uh, improvement on depth of wrinkle what does that even fucking mean
0: yes what does
1: that even fucking mean 70 percent of depth of a wrinkle on the wrinkles my depth that's hardly even like who fucking cares but on a person with deeper wrinkles if they can actually achieve that result because later when you read the clinical studies with the 12 people that were tested three of them who were double tested blind may have experienced this but they're not really sure because they didn't even know what they were using (sighs) (sighs) insert barf sound here (laughs) it's yeah it's insane The whole thing is insane when at any point we could have just uh, embraced health maintenance Mm -hmm. and protect. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that we should definitely talk about aging maybe for another podcast, but I would love to talk about that in (sighs) the nutrition stance and in (gasps) in your industry and how in other cultures, the elders are revered for their wisdom lines.
1: Uh, It's a huge topic. There's huge studies it. happening around how um, within, like, the this, this social circle of women, how information was passed out. Mm-hmm. And younger women sought knowledge from older women when they were dealing with things. But now in North American culture, and a few other ones, women who are at a certain age, kind of like that, 35 to 40 that whole invisibility mm-hmm, thing starts so mm-hmm. you don't have value anymore mm-hmm. so a piece of our like um uh, matriarchal matri- matriarchal chain has been broken so our younger uh women don't have the next generation to look to and then the middle generation women uh the ma- Mm Sure, the beautiful crones that have so much Mm -hmm. knowledge for us, they're being hidden away in their little gated communities and their little thing because mm, no one wants to look at your aging. It makes us uncomfortable because we don't like dealing with our mortality. Mm -hmm. The only thing in life that's guaranteed is you're going to die. Yep. Yeah. And if you're all going to die.
0: Hey, did you hear that?
1: We're all going to die. Yeah. (laughs) The privilege of aging. Oh, yes, exactly. Like, that's like to get to. Ages where you can see things, and like what a privilege to be able to experience that to get much life. to experience life. Yes. that much life. Yeah, not everyone gets that. We get so caught up in everything to um, disguise our mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. when we should be flaunting it. Mm-hmm. I'm here, I've experienced so much. I'm here to share information with you because yes. you don't have to fuck up as much because
0: you can ask me how that went, and I'm happy and to I'll, tell I'll you. I'll share, yes. Yeah, I, I feel very privileged that I've always been someone who went to I sought my elders for Mm -hmm. sure um more in the last six years Mm -hmm. um but definitely a noticeable amount in the last decade compared to other peers of my age I was always I always uh noticed that about myself and liked Mm -hmm. it because they know Mm -hmm. they know they have probably been through it already so why not take advantage of that and People love talking about themselves. Absolutely. So if you ask them, it usually opens up to other things. Absolutely. And you learn even more than you want. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much, yeah. Um, <laughs> which I'll take. Yeah, it's fun. Absolutely. And I think the thing with it,
1: too, which is, like, like really special with it, is um, how privileged they feel. Yes, of course. When you come to them. Because yeah. they've come through this whole time where – the aging has been this, this dreadful thing that's coming. Yeah. And exactly. for someone younger to come and say, thank God yes. you've been here and you've done this. Please help. I need your help. Yeah. It's um, validating for them for Absolutely. everything they experienced in their life and how it can be of help to someone. It can be of service. And yeah. um, I've been so privileged because um, I've had women... Oh, the women I've had in my chair. We could do 100 podcasts on the Mm -hmm. diversity I've Mm -hmm. had in my chair Mm -hmm. and the things I've learned from people. And it's such a fucking privilege. And um, some of the women I've had in my chair, that are in that like 70 to 90. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And their perspectives and the way they've experienced life, the way they've experienced beauty, the way they've experienced independence, the way they've experienced feminism, the way they've experienced life from free my time right. through times when I was in my selfish phase mm-hmm. and they were paving the way for me yeah. to be the woman I can be yeah. for me. And to have that person sitting in the chair and telling me the story of the things they did so I have the freedoms I have is a fucking privilege. goosebumps. Thanks. That's really, really yeah. cool. Those are the best moments of my yeah. career yes. is to be making eye contact and connecting with these women yes. and have them trusting me to help them in their journey into embracing Mm -hmm. aging physically and Mm -hmm. and from a beauty perspective while they're giving me permission to do it the way I do. Because when I have a woman who has been in the trenches of, of woman-ness to create and trailblaze for me, stand there and say, girl with your bright pink hair and those fucking pants, I wish I had the courage to just show up authentically like you do every day and I'm like, are you kidding? I am privileged to be in your presence because right. of everything you did for me so I could be here. Right. And that's what aging is. What an honor. What an honor. Yes. What, an honor. Yes. what an honor. And they very synergistic too. Very synergistic. synergistic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well I'm so inspired by this right now. You know, I want to talk to talk to more people. Let's, are, go Let's go find some crones. Let's go find some crones. Let's just be like, to. hey, tell us stories. And some of their stories are so great. So good. We had um, a sexual empowerment um, event at the mm-hmm. Green Vanity one night. And uh, were you turned on? I was not. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was actually an incredible space for holding space for women um, in varying places of their discovering of sexual self. We had 18 year old women to seven year old women. And um, so it was a different vibe. It was a supportive. It was a and, supportive yes. vibe. And, interestingly enough like a whole other thing like maybe we can it might be a bit edgy but mm-hmm. maybe we'll, maybe we'll have a talk about rape culture because rape mm-hmm. culture is fucking real mm-hmm. and to have, be in a room with that many women and discover that between 80 and 90 percent of them were there because of sexual trauma
0: oh wow
1: was both uh, unnerving yes. but not shocking right which was really creepy when i'm like well i'm not no, really shocked no. holy but fuck I'm not, not really, really shocked. shocked yes and but uh, uh Conversely, the other part of me was like, oh, my God, I'm horrified that that's real, but I'm not surprised. But to have a 70-year-old woman there sharing her life's experiences Mm. as a sexual being and at 70 still embracing her sexual being was like so like, oh, my God. I'm only in my 40s. Right. I still got lots of this ahead of mm-hmm. me and I'm going to be even better and stronger at it as I age. Wow. Thank you for being here and holding yes. space for me and for all of all of us while we talked about our realities and reminded us that it's not, we still have so far to go mm-hmm. in discovering ourselves. So yeah. Wow.
0: That's okay. That's amazing. I wasn't expecting that when you said sexual empowerment, but mm-hmm. I can see how all of those things would come up when you're in a space with when women are feeling safe to talk about sexuality, yeah. yeah, and how we went from
1: our top three things yeah. to, <laughs> to this. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes things just go the way they go, and it's-
0: they're just rolling out organically. They're just rolling out organically. Don't panic; it's organic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something you said that I wrote down that was really cool is holding space for your skin. I like that. Thanks. Anything else we should throw out? Um, I don't know. I feel a sense of completion here. (laughs) I got the warm (laughs) and (laughs) fuzzies. Okay, let's go find some crones. Let's go find some crones. Thanks for listening. We love you.